Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, hello, how are you doing? Welcome back to the Heine House Gaming and Tech Podcast. I'm your good friend, Jason Heine, hanging out with you. It's always good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh yeah, coming to you live from the Heine House Studios. Feels good. I, I, I can't help this smile. I really cannot help this smile on my face. I'm just so happy to be here and so happy to sit down with you all and chat and talk about gaming and tech and and all that good stuff and whatever else happens in between. Uh, gosh, yeah, what a week it's been, right? It's been a crazy week. I was really looking forward to uh, jumping in and, and getting together and talking about what's going on this week. But uh, yeah, first, of course, let's jump into the uh, Patreon slide because I want to give much love and thanks to all the supporters that you see right here on your screen. Thank you, everyone at the ground floor, main floor, and game loft tiers. Thanks for sticking with me and uh, supporting everything that's going on here at the Heine House. Lots of awesome stuff to come as well. I've been talking about it for a very long time, but as you can see, I'm back in the swing of things. I'm slowly moving into uh, doing the weekly or kind of bi-weekly at this point podcast. And we have more thrifting on the way. I've got lots of great new music. Uh, the homie John is releasing a, a new album coming up here very soon. I'm going to talk more about it later on. Um, but yeah, good stuff. A lot of great stuff. Great music. Great times. Good laughs to be had by all. So thank you so much for your support. This is episode 86, recording January 26th, 2022. Um, as always, hit me up on the voicemail hotline if you want to talk about some stuff. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about Activision Blizzard quite a bit in this episode. So I'm going to want to hear from you on this stuff. Uh, 503-908-5490. I'm going to try to talk about this and everything else in about a half hour or so, 40 minutes. Uh, we have some voicemails to get through. I would love to connect with you. I think we have three or four voicemails in the uh, the queue there. So thank you, everyone who sent those out. Um, again, patreon.com slash Jason Heine if you want to support everything that's going on here. Thank you for your support. Appreciate that. Um, so, I mean, really, should we just jump right into it? Do we just... I think we just jump right in. Biggest news, gaming news. I'm not even going to say like of the week, of the month, of the year. This is really one of the biggest gaming news events to happen ever. I mean, this is a huge, huge deal. Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard. Huge news here. For nearly $70 billion, with a B, $70 billion, the landmark acquisition is valued around $68.7 billion, and it brought out a 95 a share for, um, for Microsoft when uh, the, uh, the acquisition was announced. This is actually the biggest acquisition to date, and once the transaction closes... It will make the company the third largest gaming company uh, by revenue. <clears throat> Statement from the gaming and software developer Microsoft read this. Today, Microsoft Corp, and I quote, Today, Microsoft Corp announced plans to acquire Activision Blizzard Inc., a leader in game development and interactive entertainment content publisher. This acquisition will accelerate the growth in Microsoft's gaming business across mobile, P3, 
PC, console, and cloud, and will provide building blocks for the metaverse. Phil Spencer, who's the CEO of Microsoft, clarified later in a tweet and some articles. There's been every day, it's been just a bombardment of articles about this. Of course, it's huge. Everyone's talking about it. Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft, clarified that Xbox will offer as many, I quote, offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from their catalog. He goes on to say, when you think about potential opportunities, like, say, offering Diablo, Call of Duty, or Overwatch via cloud streaming to anyone on any device, you can see how exciting this deal really is. Game Pass, which is honestly one of the greatest deals in gaming. We said this when it first came out, and I still to this day believe it. It's fantastic. Game Pass now has over 25 million subscribers worldwide. Now, when the deal is finished around July 2023, Microsoft will become the third largest gaming company in the world behind Tencent and Sony. Woo, big stuff. Um, There's just so much to this. It's kind of like, I mean, how long has Activision Blizzard been on this like sinking ship, a downward spiral of, you know, discrimination and horrible, you know, workforce environment, sexual harassment. There's been like, so many things that's been going on in that company and it's just been it's actually been really hard to watch to see it get to this point someone who grew up with blizzard games and someone who grew up with activision and i mean i can still think back to one of the earliest activision games i think actually this is probably the first activision game i ever played uh yeah it had to have been this had to have been river raid on the Atari 2600 had to have been what a fantastic game that was or is still love it. So a move like this is huge, huge. Um, I just started to type like my words and, and my, my just all this stuff that's jumbled up in my brain. I started to type it out on, on my Google doc here to try to try to put things into words. I have so much, so many emotions running through my head. I think we all have a lot of emotions. Like what, what does this mean? You know, where's this going? What is the future of Activision Blizzard? What's, what's the future of Overwatch, of Call of Duty, of Diablo? Like what, what, you know, there's so many questions and it's, it's kind of scary. Right. And like, I, I'm, I'm torn. Right. And now please correct me if, if you feel like I'm wrong or, or, or give me your opinion again, call in, leave a voicemail. Like this is something I want to talk about. Cause this is a big deal. Like I wrote on here and I'm going to kind of just like read it and then skim it and then talk about it because there's so much going on here. So I'm thinking here, like, is it time for this competition in the gaming world to end? Is it time for that? Like, do we want one, two or three companies owning everything? Where does this sound familiar? This sounds familiar because we talked about this with streaming services. We talked about this with uh, Netflix and Apple. Uh, we talked about those Amazon and Google. Where does this all sound familiar? So it's like, in a way, I'm kind of torn because I want these publishers and these developers and, and all these creative beings, everyone to flourish and, and thrive 
We all do. But then again, do we want one or two or three companies owning everything like this? Okay, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, at first, folks, like if you're a Call of Duty fan, if, if you're an Overwatch fan, like at first, it's going to be business as usual. I'm just calling it out because this is how I, I see it. And I hope in like four or five or six years, like we can come back to this episode and listen to it or, or if people discover it and listen to it like they do all-gen gamers like years down the road and they write in, they tell me. I hope we, we come back and listen to this and say, you know what? I called it. I called it. We were right. Is that right now, these games are going to be business as usual. They're going to be on all platforms. But eventually, eventually, they're going to get exclusive rights on Microsoft platforms first. It's going to come in the form of, well, early access. Well, you're going to get DLC for free over here. Oh, well, if you're on Game Pass, you can play it now. And then it's going to be like, I just, I hate to see that because you don't want Sony uh, gamers getting affected by this or any other platform by that matter. Yeah, and I'll group in like Stadia and streaming platforms and, you know, Apple and gaming. We know there's a lot out there. It's not just these three consoles, but is this making any sense? I don't know. I, 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 I'm happy for everyone, but like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on the, I'm on the fence with this. You can tell I'm really like struggling with my, my emotion with, this. I feel like I'm in a bad relationship. You know, I just, I don't know which way to go here. Um, I don't know. All of this, like bickering back and forth. Like, I feel like the Sega Nintendo console wars of the nineties, like that was a time that was an era. That was an event. That was a movement. All right. And it made sense then. And this is, the, this is my very unpopular opinion. And I've had this my whole life. And sometimes I've kind of kept it to myself because I feel that I feel that it doesn't make a lot of sense for most people. But I'm still going to say this is that don't be a fanboy of these things. Because if you do, if you're going to be narrow minded when it comes to Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo, or or this or that, if if you close your mind off and and don't experience all of them, you're gonna be you're going to be disappointed and let down and very hurt because especially now, I mean, I mean, like, look what's happening now. I mean, this is, this is wild to me. So my, my theory is that this is why I'm a collector. This is why I collect. This is why I never get rid of anything. That's why I still own a 3DO and a, and a, and a Dreamcast and a Saturn and all these consoles. It's because like, you just never know what's going to happen. And, and I don't ever want to lose that that moment where I can play these games, you know, and, and digital, that's a whole nother argument. It's all scary. It's all super scary. I don't know. I didn't really want to go down this road of like, I don't know. Is this, is this making sense? And I, I apologize if it's not, but like, if you can own all of them, if you can try to own these consoles and enjoy all of them for what they are and for what they're worth, that's, that's really going to be the best experience. Now, Feels pretty good if you're a Microsoft gamer, doesn't it? It feels pretty good right now. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, it does. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, Game Pass is great. This is a huge deal. 
This is a huge deal. I don't know. I just, I almost want to just everyone to play nice. I want everyone to just to play nice and come together. Because here's, here's, here's the bottom line with this. Here's where this is all going. This is what I was trying to get to. My point here is that in the end, it's you and me and us, the gamers, the customers, the players. It's us who ultimately will either benefit or lose out when it comes to stuff like this. If we have all gaming under one umbrella, we lose out. Because we're relying on that one company to do what's best for us and our best interest. And newsflash, ding, 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 spoiler alert, that's not how they operate. Multi-billion dollar industries like Microsoft hate me for it. Fine, I'll take it. But they typically... Their bottom line, as in any corporate entity, is their most important line. Now, it's because of us that, they, that they're around. Yes, of course, and they know that. But it's the, the, the hole has been dug so far already that they can pick and choose how they want to play that game and what shovel they want to use. So I just feel like we all need to play nice. We all need to come together. I would hate to see, I would hate to see in two or three years them say, yeah, Call of Duty is exclusive to Microsoft now. Like, that's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, I'm sorry, Overwatch is exclusive. Well, yeah, you can play the base model Overwatch, but any DLC or or any other new stuff, it's only going to be on Xbox. Like, that's terrible. That's horrible news. That doesn't hurt just Xbox gamers, Microsoft gamers. I mean, it benefits them because they're on that platform, but it doesn't do anyone any good. It it's just hurts everyone. And I uh, I know they say they're not going to do it, but see how conflicted and torn I am here? I'm really fighting this. When I heard this, I'm just like, yeah, wow, okay, this is huge news. But what do you feel? How do you feel? How does it make you feel? And what are you going to do about it? I really want to know. That's it's, it's a big deal. 503-908-5490 is the phone number. Let's talk about it. I don't know if it's time for this competition. I want this competition thing to kind of just end. It's like, you see how Nintendo is? Let's just talk about it. You see how Nintendo is? They don't care. They don't care. They can still release completely buggy, broken online N64 games, NES games, Super Nintendo games, totally broken, rehash Mario a billion times and name it new new YouTube Mario Wii U with rabbits. Like they can just rehash it for the last 25, 30 years and we buy it and they don't give a shit about anything that's going on out. They don't care about what Microsoft or Sony's doing. And you know what? That's great. That's great. But it's like, that's what we need to be. That's what we need to have. You know, what was it? I read this article that Microsoft, did Microsoft in like 99 or 98 or 2000 something, Microsoft, I think, tried to acquire Nintendo. I think they tried to buy them. I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was in there somewhere and Nintendo was like, yeah, no, we're good. No, we're good. It was probably the best move they could have ever done. 
I don't know. So, but then here's what happens. Then we have companies who are going into all these legal troubles and legal battles and all this discrimination and sexual harassment. And they're just, they're just floundering. They're, they're failing everyone involved. And then they're getting bought out. It's like, just get it together. I mean, can I get an amen on that? They're not going to make Call of Duty. They're not going to make Overwatch. They're not going to make Diablo exclusive to Microsoft platforms at the start. Phil Spencer was very adamant about that. He said that he's not going to make it exclusive and uh, he's going to want to keep those games on all platforms. In fact, some, a little bit of good news here. It's not all negative, but he did talk about he wanted to go into the back catalog of games from the Activision Blizzard catalog and bring some stuff out from his childhood. I think that's great. I think that's fantastic. Let's do it. Let's bring all these games back out. I think it's a good, it's a good move. And, and I, and I, uh, man, if, if a lot of those come to game pass, it's going to be great. I'll tell you what, I think I mentioned this last time I, I started playing uh, Forza Horizon five and I was playing it on, on the big TV on my Xbox one, right? It's the old gen version. It's the base model. It's just basic, basic, basic. It's just a basic bitch. And it, Honestly, I was streaming Horizon 5 from the cloud and playing it. And again, I think I said this last time, but even though it had a little bit of pixelation and slight input lag on the controls, anything competition definitely wouldn't do it. But casual playing, ah, yeah, it was fine. It played great. And I got to sit on my comfy chairs and the big ass TV and play with the surround sound. Like it was awesome. It was great. So like that is such a great thing. Hand it to Microsoft for that. They've done a great job with that. They really have. I, I know a lot of people think the same way. It's just, that's that's good stuff. So anyway, awesome stuff, man. You know, I obviously I'm conflicted. I'm torn. And uh, this was sort of, I wanted to make, <laughs> in my head, I, 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 this conversation was like positive, but as it comes out, it's kind of like, I just, I just want everyone to get their stuff together over there. And I don't want... I think the reason why I've, I'm sort of like edgy with this is because I don't want them to mess up our gaming experience. And we're the ones that matter in here. We're the ones that matter. Us as gamers, the developers and the publishers and the people on the front lines working and creating these games and publishing these games and pushing these games and marketing these games, everyone out there doing that. Those are all the people under this umbrella that need to be taken care of. So Let's just do that. What do you think? All in favor, say aye. Stream. Oh, Steam Deck. Stream Deck. Steam Deck is to launch early February, and it is actually on track to launch. This is great. This is great. Uh, you can choose which type of Stream Deck. This is the handheld portable Really, it's a mini PC uh, from Valve. This is great. Actually, Stephanie pre-ordered one. She got on the pre-order list uh, a long time ago, which is really nice. We're excited for this. We're very, very excited for this. Now, the article here uh, that I read, I believe it was on PC Gamer, they were talking about games are currently getting a verified mark on their Steam pages to show compatibility status for if they're fully compatible, partially compatible, or unverified to work on the Steam Deck. I feel like I keep saying Stream Deck. Uh, yeah, very, very cool. So they have three different models. They have a 64 gig 
version, a 256 gig and a 512 gig. These all run off of NVMe's SSDs, um, except the 64 gig. It's an eMMC, which I believe is like just, it's just like basic flash memory. But uh, yeah, they start at 400, 529, and 649 for that. And uh, yeah, these are going to be, I mean, you know what's nice about this is that it's also dockable. And that's what I love. So she plays a lot in handheld. She loves the handheld. And I'm I'm a, I'm a dock kind of guy, right? Sitting on the dock of the bay. I'm kind of a dock guy. I like to sit on the dock. And uh, play it on the big ass TV. That's it. I should need. I need to make shirts. I like to play my big ass TV. <laughs> I love that. So it's really nice. And they 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 do sell a dock for this, which will be which will be great. Now it will support you know Bluetooth controllers and keyboards and mice and all those sort of things. So it's kind of a, a really nice portable uh, PC on the go, and it can sync up to your Steam account and play all your Steam games. I love it. I love it. And um, I just. Anywhere I can play my games on any device that I have is a good thing. Yeah, sometimes I just want to play like my racing games out there in the living room. And sometimes I want to play it on the PC right there in my comfy chair. You know, like it's cool. It's very, very cool. So anyway, we have lots of information about chip shortages and all that sort of thing. But they, uh, they have announced that it is on track for a February. As of me typing this a couple of days ago, there was no hard release date for the Steam Deck, but it is coming in February, so no chip shortage there. Pretty cool stuff. So Nintendo announced some new games for N64 Switch online service. I kind of brought this up a little bit earlier, but uh, they uh, announced Banjo-Kazooie, which has been released already as of as of writing the article. They It was just an announcement, but they did release it. And um, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask is going to come out in February. Now, I was watching um, a YouTube channel, um, uh, uh, Modern Vintage Gamer. He's a great guy. Check him out. You probably already know of him. But I was watching a YouTube video from him, and he was comparing some of the uh, gameplay pre and post um, the launch of this. And they've Nintendo has already gone in and updated uh, some of this stuff, which the emulation making that a little bit better, a little bit less input lag. I think he said there was like two frames less input lag, which is which is good. And uh, overall, uh, I think he was talking about fog and and um, some of the renderers were are updating uh, more frequently. Or uh, you have to go watch the video. It's really really interesting stuff. I really I love his uh, kind of breakdowns on these games. But uh, so at least Nintendo was listening a little bit to some of the criticism with because they're just. I mean, let's be honest. When they released the N64 stuff, even honestly, even the NES and Super Nintendo games, like the emulation wasn't great. And how is that not great from their own stuff? Uh, we won't go down that road. But anyway, nevertheless, very cool stuff that they have released at least one new game, Banjo-Kazooie. What a great game that is too. And of course, Majora's Mask coming out in February. So if you are subscribed to that service on Switch, that's the Switch online service. Look forward to that. Very, very good stuff. Um, yeah, that's all I have for some gaming news. Really, it was just that Activist Blizzard stuff. My goodness. Good good stuff in there. Uh, let's jump into some tech stuff. You want to talk tech? Let's do it for a little bit. Then we'll jump into the hotline to get into some of these voicemails. This is huge. 34 million 
$34 million in cryptocurrency was stolen last week. Crypto.com shared details about a recent hack on its platform in a statement on its website today saying that 483 of its users were affected and that unauthorized... Let me, let me zoom this in. Let me get this a little bigger here. This is big stuff here. Unauthorized withdrawals of over 15 million worth of Ethereum, 19 million worth of Bitcoin, and around 66,000 in other currencies occurred. Total losses, 34 million at current cryptocurrency values. That's even higher than what the analysts had predicted before crypto.com released that statement. Crypto.com went on to say they detected the suspicious activity on Monday. This was last week, Monday, where transactions were being approved without 2FA. That's two-factor authentication. So these were being approved without two-factor auth and then being inputted by the user. The site suspended all withdrawals for 14 hours to investigate the issue, Crypto.com did not say how the attacker or attackers were able to approve transactions without triggering 2FA, which is mandatory for all users. Wild. So they, they circumvented the two-factor authentication. That is the one last saving grace that we have for our, for our back-end security is that 2FA. And I, I, even though this happened here, I do encourage as a little public safety reminder here, a public service announcement, please everyone enable two-factor authentication on any and all of your logins, if possible. That is a great way to secure your accounts even more so. Wild. That's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know how that's going to play out. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of money to be stolen right there, and it only from 483 of its users. So it's not like it's hundreds of thousands of users being affected. 483, about 500 users. It's crazy. It's a lot of crypto. Tales from the crypt. All right, here's an, here's a big tech news article for you. Netflix. Subscriber growth falls short of its projected numbers. You probably have already heard about this. They were talking about it all week. It's Netflix's lowest growth year since 2015 and about a 50% decrease from its pandemic-inflated 2020 numbers. Netflix wrote in an article, Customers have always had many choices when it comes to their entertainment time. Competition that has only intensified over the last 24 months as entertainment companies all around the world develop their own streaming offering. Netflix wrote in a letter to shareholders admitting competition may be affecting its marginal growth some. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's affecting its marginal growth a lot. Let's just call it what it is. Do you guys remember... 10 years ago, maybe even actually, maybe even more than that, when you'd go to Netflix and rent the DVD out of the Netflix, the Red Box and stuff. Remember all that? Remember Red Box? 
Remember they'd, they'd mail you a DVD and you'd watch it and you'd put it in a little red package and you'd send it back? I mean, at the time, that was really all you had, right? There was a time when Netflix was really, well, okay, they had like Gamefly. Remember Gamefly? Who did Gamefly? Raise of hands. Who did Gamefly? And you could watch your movies, rent your games, and then you'd send them on back. That was even before the digital streaming. So like, yeah, Netflix was there to the to the race first. They They ran the race first. They won the race first. But other people have signed up, all right? The pool's getting crowded, all right? It's just a lap pool, kids. It's just a lap pool, all right? No diving, no diving. Don't jump. No, don't, Billy. Oh, it's just, it's just a lap pool, all right? It's getting pretty full out there. I mean, it makes total sense, right? You, I mean, you see what's happening here. There's a ton of streaming platforms now, tons of them. Take your pick. And again, should I go rant again about what I just talked about with Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft? Here we are again. And this actually kind of the other... This is so funny how it's actually sort of reversed because we have... Actually, this is funny. This is funny shit. Do you want... We want one platform for all of our movies, right? <laughs> we do. We want one platform for all of our movies, all of our TV shows, everything. We want one platform to watch it. We don't want Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu. We don't want to log into all this stuff. We don't want to switch apps. We don't want any of that. But the reality is it's just going to continue to grow. Once these companies realized the cash cow they had in front of them, it's inevitable. It's not going to stop. So how about this? I, I actually thought this would be really funny to do. I made a little list of how many subscribers of the top, uh, just top subscribers, because there's there's tons of streaming platforms, but it's broken down by subscribers. So these are the streaming platforms that have at least 100 million subscribers. Netflix, Amazon Prime, Tencent Video, Disney Plus, all right? How about 50 to 99 million subscribers? Yoku, HBO Max, Peacock, 25 to 49 million subscribers, Paramount Plus, Hulu, YouTube Premium. Ever heard of those? One to nine million subs, Apple TV Plus, Discovery Plus, ESPN Plus, and there's a bunch of others on there too. Plus, 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 plus. sports, 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 sports. Your Xbox is going to be the next water cooler. Sports, sports, Call of Duty dog. Sports, sports, sports. How about it? Xbox, get me a beer. Here's an interesting tech article before we head over to voicemails. Amazon is going to open up its first clothing brick and mortar store with a twist. But wait, there's more. Amazon's first stab at in real life apparel shopping will come to Glendale, California later this year in the form of a brick and mortar clothing store. The company said last Thursday, it's going to bring a favor to online shopping to be in person. So a more of an in-person experience. They say this is fascinating. Okay. Check this out. Shoppers will use the Amazon app to select clothes. They like to try on. The clothes will then be delivered to a changing room or checkout counter by a store employee. 
Shoppers will be able to receive personalized recommendations as well. Using the Amazon shopping app, customers can then send these items to a fitting room where they can use touchscreens and browse more options, rate items, and request more sizes or styles that are delivered directly to the room within minutes, the company said. I mean, in theory, this sounds really awesome. Me personally, I'm a little worried. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I just have a phobia of like me being in there and like this Amazon employee busting the door and I'm in there like changing. Like, I, I don't know. It freaks me out. Isn't that weird? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm sure there's, I'm sure they've thought of that. Probably the very first thing in the, the board meeting when they were planning it out. But I don't know. I, there was an unlisted video that Amazon posted, which was strange. It was like unlisted. Maybe they just sent it out to news outlets, possibly. I think I got this article from TechCrunch. I was looking up there. and uh, But there was a, a, a an unlisted video that they were showing of it. And it looks, looks very nice. I think it's fascinating. I was like, are they going to have this massive warehouse with just, I mean, gosh, they're going to have to have a lot of clothes in there. A lot of clothes. I bet you it's going to be quite an operation. So very interesting. I don't know. What do you think about all that? The brick and mortar Amazon clothes store. I'll be honest, you know, I just want, I just want whatever's big and comfy. You know, I just, I just, I mean, look at me. I'm wearing a Kikoman shirt. I've had this for like five years. I love it. It's comfortable. You know, I'm wearing sweatpants. I want to be comfy. All right. I want to be comfortable. Look at behind me. You see behind me? What do I got right there? I got house shoes. I got house slippers sitting over there. Why? Because I like them and they're comfortable. And I just want to walk around in a robe and house shoes and a Kikoman shirt. All right? Lay off me. I'm starving. Nothing wrong with that. 503-908-5490 is the phone number. If you're outside of the United States and it's long distance, you don't want to call, I completely get it. You can record yourself on your computer, your phone, whatnot, and then just email it to me, heinehouselive at gmail.com. I talked about a lot of stuff today, got kind of emotional, and I would like to know if you're emotional too, how you feel about it. And as such, let's jump over to the uh, to the uh, voicemail line. I asked you to call in and check in. I, I wanted to hear from you. I wanted to, wanted to say hi, honestly. If it's just hello, it's just hello. And so let's do it. Let's Jump into the first voicemail here. Looks like, looks like it's from our good friend Percy. Hey, Jason. The artist formerly known as Percy here. Formally I've since known. retired to that handle. Right. Glad to see you back on the internet. Thank I'd you. like to congratulate you on your new house. Despite the hiccups you faced, that's got to be a great feeling. I imagine it's a lot easier to do that out in Arizona than it would be up in my neck of the woods in New England with the price of real estate here. <laughs> yeah, As for what I've been up to, I've been working a lot at the job I was promoted to about a year ago. It was too long of a time coming, but I was finally able to leave my old unfulfilling job back in March, and my new position is a lot better. Okay. I guess that's not an uncommon story these days, huh? It's a more professional environment, proper career and all that, which is a refreshing change of pace. I even dipped back into gaming after a very long hiatus, mostly retro, as that's my jam. Yeah. I'm trying to slice out a few free moments here and there to actually work on designing a game myself. Uh, hopefully for real this time, as I've tried that a lot in the past, but you never know. I think not having a social media presence per se anymore helps. Without having to worry about an audience or making money off of it, I can just keep it as a passion project. 
Anyway, that's enough about me. Just wanted to catch up, especially since being off social media. For the most part, I don't really communicate with people online that much anymore outside of work. I'm still here, though, and I'll keep listening. Take care. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate hearing from you. It's good to hear from you. And congratulations. Oh, there's a lot going on in your life. Congratulations for uh, to you for your new position. I'm so glad to hear that you got out of a very unrewarding, unfulfilling job and got into something that is rewarding and that you enjoy. That is super important. Folks, it can be as little as just the people you work with, your managers, your bosses, your your superiors, just them, just them can make or break what could potentially be a really awesome experience uh, working. So that's really, really cool. I'm happy to hear that. Keep going on your game. If you need any help with your game, uh, audio or related whatnot, maybe some music or something, you know, hit me up. We'll talk. I'd, I'd be happy to, uh, to, to lend an ear or maybe assist in any way that I can. Uh, good stuff there. Always good to hear from you. And thank you for your, your longtime support. Uh, you are a longtime supporter on Patreon, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks for the voicemail. Good stuff. Uh, let's jump in to this next one here. It's playing them right off the computer. Yeah, allow. Let's go. Hey there, Heidi. This is Christian, a.k.a. your partner. I've been listening for about a while, ever since probably Fry's Electronic Store video came out, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, probably nothing crazy, but uh, I've been modding my Nintendo Switch to get more longevity and life out of it. Mm. And my next big project is to hopefully load the Steam OS into my hacked Nintendo Switch. Let me know how you feel about that. Oh, cool. Um, I've been having tons of fun with my hacked Switch right now, which actually runs Android and actually can play my Steam games on the go whenever I can. Um, and I recently just bought a house, too, so I know how crazy it is. So it's really nice to actually have my Steam games on the go. So. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, have a great stream or video and see you around. Thank you, Christian. It's good to hear from you. Congrats on your house. That's fantastic. Yes, it is crazy. As you know, it's wild. Um, yeah, congrats on that. I just like when I talk about it, my head starts spinning because there's so much going on. We actually just heard from our builder. Finally, they hired more people, more help. We've been in here five months and finally we're getting some help out here with some of the warranty stuff. Finally, they've been like blowing us off forever. So anyway, good stuff. We're getting some help on some of the warranty stuff that still needs to be fixed. And so that's thumbs up. Good stuff. But uh, yeah, awesome stuff. Okay. So you watched the Fry's Electronics Store video. That's cool, man. Awesome. I'm glad to have you on board. Um, thank you for being here and for watching and, and uh, sticking around. Yeah. Rest in peace, Fry's. I drove by it the other day and it's all, it's all um, fenced off and it's like boarded up. It's super sad super depressing oh it makes me so sad because I, again i think back to incredible universe i think back to when it was such an amazing over the top just popping place uh so sad but um anyway uh yeah modding the switch yes okay we could talk a lot about this and i'll try to i'll try to make this quick modding the switch i think it's really cool i actually i really i'm all for modding these consoles I'm all for that because it's the convenience factor of it. I love having all of my games in one place. And it's so cool to, especially after like 
the longevity, right? It extends the longevity of the console's life. So and once once the Switch becomes unsupported, which it's going to be a while, but eventually the Switch, all the stuff's going to go offline. The stores are going to close. Nothing's going to be available because we're going to be on the Switch 2.0 or the new, the, new, the new Switch U, Mario U, Switch U. Oh, Switch U, you Switch U. It's going to be uh it's going to be an interesting time. So yeah, I love it. I would like to talk more about modding on the Switch there. Um you know, maybe you can hit me up in Discord, we can talk directly in like a DM or something about it. I'm really fascinated to learn about with Steam OS on there. I'm interested to know how it runs because the Switch is super underpowered. So I'd like to know like what you're able to run and and you know what's you know how that's all going to work out. Um but also, are you into modding other consoles? I want to talk, if you are, or if anyone out there is or knows anything about it, and I know there's lots of articles and tutorials and stuff like that, and I can look it up, um, but I, I want to learn a little bit more about modding Nintendo Wii today. Uh, my homie Chad, uh, Panda Squad, big love to you, brother, um, he gave me a modded Wii, and it has a hard drive full of um, some Switch games and some GameCube games, and and it gave me the, he said it had the ability to put the discs in and rip the games in. So like I started doing that. I started putting my discs in the Wii and then ripping the games. I guess it creates it in ISO probably or a cube in or something. And it creates that and then stores it on the hard drive. But what I found, and maybe it's a simple fix. What I found is that some games won't stream from the hard drive fast enough. And I don't know if it's, I need to, the hard drive needs to be powered or if I need to get a faster hard drive, what speed of hard drive should I get? And, or should I just go get like, a four terabyte SSD and just start loading all my games in and call it a day. Cause I want all the game. I want all my GameCube games. I want all my switch games. I would just love to have a modded Wii where I can just plug it in. Boom. All the games are there. We can play on the big, big ass TV. I play my big ass TV. <laughs> so anyway, side tangent there, but yeah, I want to learn more about the switch uh, modding because I think that's really, really fascinating. I want to know what other stuff you're able to do with that. Christian, great to hear from you. Thank you for uh, calling in. And uh, yeah, absolutely a pleasure to hear from you. What's up, Jason? The first maniac voicemail of 2022 calling you from the uh, official, the unfortunate COVID uh, <laughs> asylum that I am currently in. Oh, geez. Um, feeling Sorry, fine, man. though. Uh, I was boosted and uh, vaccinated, et cetera. So really very little of any symptoms. That's good. Um, but uh, <clears throat> to answer your question, so kind of going in order, uh, number one, you're mentioning the uh, the issue with scheduling and people not respecting people's time. I yeah. totally get that. Um, but I'm also kind of like you in, in the sense that I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, although it's, it, is, it is difficult in certain situations. So I think you're justified once you explain to me or explain further your thought process about, you know, them actually probably not having an emergency. Yeah, that would probably kind of ruin my uh, interest in doing business with them in the future. Um, I may have given them one additional chance just to make it right. Um, personally, that's just me, but I totally respect the fact that you were kind of one and done because that, did, yeah, I mean that, probably doesn't bode well for the quality of their work if they can't even respect your time. <clears throat> Number two, uh, I guess you were mentioning uh, consoles. The next-gen console I will get will be 
I guess the Xbox, wherever the, the, I guess I can't get these things straight. The Xbox Series X, (laughs) whatever the new Skyrim is going to be out on, which I guess (laughs) is going to be a Microsoft console because they bought Bethesda. That'll be my next gen console. And to be a hundred percent honest with you, I'm not even really interested in playing next gen except for, uh, for, you know, with a, uh, Skyrim kind of game. Um, I'm just so I have so many other games I need to play anyway. Yeah. And finally, I'm probably approaching the three minute mark, knowing me. But uh, I had a question for you. I speaking of retro, I recently uh, bought a '64. Um, I sold my childhood one a long time ago. Uh, but uh, I've been getting back into the '64 and you know checking out a lot of games I never played and lots of racing games. So you're the racing game king. Thank you. Um, player and uh, music composer for such games. So I'd like to know your top picks on the 64 for okay. racing games. And then maybe a few honorable honorable mentions in general, just games that I may not have checked out or heard of, some hidden gems. Anyway, uh, happy 2022, uh, my good friend, and uh, we'll chat soon. Oh, my goodness. Cameron, so good to hear from you. I'm sorry to hear you're sick. Hopefully you're better now. I should send you a text now because this was this was last week you sent this over. Hope you're feeling okay. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to break down just a few of the things you said in here. Yeah, don't... I mean, you know, we've talked about this. I mean, being a, a, a late adopter to these next-gen consoles, not a problem at all. Honestly, not a problem at all. I don't even think I'm going to get the Series X this this time around i really don't i don't think i will or even uh, you know like a ps5 maybe down the road you know they talked about that new vr they were going to be bringing out that looks pretty cool maybe you know, it's more affordable than like a thousand dollar uh steam uh whatever it's called the index for vr you know like so you never know so it's okay it's okay i always tell the story i tell the story uh, millions of times is that i was a late adopter on 360 i was a late adopter on psp back when they were just giving these games away. I think I went through my Amazon receipts not too long ago, like just because the, they go back in the history and I was paying pe- pennies, pennies for PSP games. We just pulled out all the collection stuff. like how many, oh my God, how many PSP games do we have? Yeah, short answer, a lot. And it's because they were dirt cheap. No one wanted them. Late adoption, man. Adopt those in, into those games late. It's great. It's great. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, and again, but you just talked about this, like the next Skyrim esque game be on Xbox because they bought Bethesda. Like, there we go, right? Like, we were just talking about this. Exclusive stuff. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, that's just the way it is, I guess. Like, if you want to play Mario, you're not gonna be able to play Mario on Xbox. You're not gonna be able to play it on Sony. Okay, I get it. You want to play Last of Us? Well. Better get a Sony. You better get a PS5. Better get a PS4. I, I get it, but I don't know. I don't know. Good stuff. You know, Cameron, you're just now you're asking now you're you're trying to get me all riled up and hot, hot and bothered and sweaty and sexy because you're asking me about N64 racing games. And as you know, I'm like the odd man out when it comes to this. I don't know. Maybe that's why people like me a little bit. It's because I'm a little different when it comes to this sort of thing. I love the N64. I love the shitty racing games on N64. I love the N64 controller. I own all of the fantastic N64 consoles. Why? Because I'm crazy. And it makes no sense to, but I love them. And I'm going to display them in our house at some point. And I will post pictures 
on social media. So follow me on Instagram at Heine House. Nope, shameless plug. There you go. And we are going to talk about some of these racing games. Now, what's great about this, Cameron, is because uh, we're starting to get our collection out in the hallway now, I can just pause the podcast, go grab a few games, and come right back. So let me just go ahead and do that real quick. Don't go anywhere. Okay, I'm back. I grabbed a bunch, and I'm going to try to quickly go through them with you. Hopefully you're on YouTube watching the video because I have the boxes here to show you these. And it's I'm going to try to go quick here so we can move forward. All right, one for, if you want one for the multiplayer in your family, you want to play awesome four players, you can play four players, but you can also play up to eight in Micro Machines. Let me see if I can get this. Micro Machines 64 Turbo right here. You've got to get this game. It's absolutely fantastic. I think it's one of the best Micro Machines games out there. They did release this for PS1. It's similar, but I just think it has, it's, I don't know, it's something with the graphics, a little more smoother on the N64. And I, there's no, really no load times, which is great too. Very, very fun. Love it. I pulled out Rush too, because this is, this is my favorite one in the entire series. But San Francisco Rush Extreme Racing on, on the N64 is great. And honestly, we didn't really get this port outside the arcade. So this is really the only place you can get this. There was a really shitty uh, PC port that was really rare and only worked on like voodoo cards, which was very rare back then too. And it, I think it shipped with the graphics card and not a lot of people had it, but it was a really weird port anyway. And then there's the Midway Arcade Treasures collection, which they did a really piss poor job porting it to that. I think that's on PS2. And that's good to have too, but uh, this really is the best right here. Rush 2, y'all know that. Uh, Mickey's Speedway USA. This is a, a, an absolute banger of a, of a game here. In fact, some people say it's even better than Mario Kart. And I can agree with them on some points. It's done by Rare, four players. It uses the Mickey uh, Disney characters, but it plays like Diddy Kong Racing, but it's not as over the top as Diddy Kong Racing. If you can get over the annoying voice they are always talking because I, I think it was really geared towards kids but it is a solid solid kart racer and again if you get over the annoying part about all the voices talking the whole time being annoying you're going to really really love that game say no more the entire franchise cruising series on here cruising usa cruising world cruising exotica they're all here absolutely get these games do not sleep on these they're amazing you know they're amazing i don't need to say much more about them how about uh, Wave Race? Do I need to say anything about this? I really don't. But Wave Race, of course, pick this up. You're going to love it. You'll want it. And look at this. I picked this up at Bookman's for 15 bucks. Not bad. Pretty good. It's a uh, Japanese import. Very, very cool. And then lastly, I'm going to just flash these <laughs> these two uh, items I have here. And I, I, I'm not really going to say anything about it. I want you to go look these up. And that will tell you everything you need to know. So this game here... Yeah, go go pick this one up for me, would you? It's called Stunt Racer. All right? Go pick this one up. Go look it up. Buy it. And then, uh, you know, tell me what you think about it. All right? And all I'm going to say on that one before, before we move on is I got this game. And in like in a bundle of 
other games that were just like, it's like throwaway. It was like a throwaway game. Crazy. All right, moving on. Cameron, good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, sir. All right, let's move on. We got one last voicemail here before we wrap it on up. Uh, hey, I caught your podcast and you said uh, to leave a message. Um, my name is Riley. I actually met you way back in 2014 at Portland Retro Game Expo. Oh, and nice. uh, I bought some music from you. And, um, you Thank know, you uh, I actually uh, got your download in 2020 or 2019 or something. And uh was uh Chillaxin, the the kind of like eighties vibe uh mixtape. And uh, I beats, wanna yeah. say thanks because you yeah. know, um I lost a lot of weight. Uh I actually got like thirty five pounds lost and oh, wow. the music really motivated me. I made a video on my YouTube channel, Tick Studios on YouTube. And uh I just wanna say um you're really cool. You're really positive. Uh, even when I met you in person, you were like a huge impact. Uh, that, that specific convention with the Metal Jesus Rocks crew, like everybody in there, uh, great, great experience. So, um, I knew the podcast, but, um, I've been hanging out on the Discord for a while and, uh, keep going. All right. Thanks. Bye. That just hits so hard, man. Thank you, Riley. It is, it's great to see you. Actually, Tick Inc., right? Tick Inc., I've seen you around. You've, I've seen you on Twitch uh, a bit uh, earlier in the year, and I've seen you in the Discord. Uh, you do, you do uh, uh, art. You draw. your illustrations and things. I've seen some of that. Uh, awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, it's great to, uh, to, to speak with you for the first time, and thank you so much for all those, the kind words there. That means a lot. It really does mean a lot. And uh, it's. I'm happy to hear that about Portland Retro Gaming because those conventions are always such a whirlwind for me because I'm usually like performing or I'm doing like a, uh, you know, a panel or something. And it, sometimes I don't have a whole lot of time to like sit and chat, but I want to. And I, I always try to make time for that. Um, so um, the fact that we met and that was a big impact on you. That means a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for coming out. And um, yeah, awesome. I'm glad you enjoy background beats. I'm glad that has helped you out. Uh, news, news, a uh, spoiler alert. Um, I have a new background beats that will be coming out this year, maybe even two in fact, but uh, at least one for sure that I have about half done. It's a vaporwave mix and uh, it's going to be kind of in the same vein as chillax, but it's going to be more I don't want to say twisted, but it's it's definitely different. I've taken all of my, not all of, but a big majority of my songs, maybe about 20 or 25 of them, and I've like slowed them down and I've twisted them and I've kind of just like, um, I've, I've really messed them up and made them sound different and like they're running it through a VHS tape, <laughs> you know, like a VCR. And uh, just, it's going to be really, really cool. It's going to be a unique uh, background beat. So that's coming too. Um, if you're into like, you know, chill and, you know, the, the chill hop stuff, um, you might really dig it. So, uh, yeah, that's coming soon, but yeah. Hey, great to meet you. And thanks for those kind words. It means a lot to me. Um, thank you everyone for the voicemails, man. You all are amazing. What great conversations we've had. 503-908-5490. If there's anything else 
you want to talk about, you want to say hi, you want to talk about this Activision Blizzard. Uh, you know, Cameron, maybe you want to talk about Stunt Racer here. <laughs> we could talk. Um, if uh, anything else you guys want to want to um, get down on, I'd be happy to. So HeineHouse.com is the website. Once again, uh, all the updates going through there, all the social media, of course, um, on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Heine House. That's where we go. That's what we do. Thanks again to all the supporters here on Patreon, Gameloft, Main Floor, and Ground Floor Tears. Y'all are amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope you have an amazing day. And I look forward to hanging out and chatting with you again. All right. I'm going to sign on out of here. Take care, y'all. See ya. Bye now.